That's a good insight, Dan. You really surprised me there. Oh, <laughs> he dreamt it last night. <laughs> Once in a while, I, I, I can surprise these guys. You, do you believe I put up with this? I, those of you who are listening, I, I know you realize the very difficult situation I'm putting here. <laughs> Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Now here's Dan, so let's get started. Is your life filled with joy and happiness and fulfillment? What about the key areas of your life? Do you feel like you're prospering in your marriage, your job, your family, and even your finances? If you don't feel like you are, stay tuned because this edition of Finish Strong features seven keys to prosperity. I'm your host, Dan Wheeler. I'm joined by Brian Rowland and Terry Steen. All three of us are the co-founders of Fearless Faith. And prosperity is something, guys, that I think we all long for, but oftentimes we think of it only in finances. And Terry, there's more to prospering than just money and finances. Yeah, there really is, Dan. And unfortunately, so many people's mind immediately goes to the financial side of things. But but there, I mean, we prosper in our health. We prosper in our relationships. We prosper by just having joy in our life, don't we? We do indeed. And, you know, one of the keys that we're going to start off with is being diligent in our faith. Brian, diligence in our faith means we have to we have to work at it every day, right? It is a work in progress. <laughs> she would say, yes, you have to work at it every day. It's funny because when you slack off, it's, it's again, I used, the, I used it before, the illustration before about weight training. And when you quit weight training, what happens to your muscles and how atrophy sets in? Yes. And that's what happens. It's just the same right. thing with faith. Right. Yeah. Terry, I remember we got into weight training in college somewhat. <laughs> yeah, that, that one day. That one day. <laughs> it was a good day, though. And I think you really came a long way. But, but talk to us about diligence and faith. I mean, because God does talk about that throughout the Bible. He does. And it was interesting. I was thinking about what the apostles said to Jesus in Luke, the 17th chapter. I was looking that up, and, and they said, Lord, increase our faith. That was their desire being around Jesus was to increase their faith. So they were being diligent even back then around Jesus to have it increased. And in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, hey, we all want to please God, right? So if we're not diligent, if we're not working at it every day, if we're not trying to increase our faith, we can't please God. And so, of course, when we please God, prosperity tends to follow. Absolutely. It's true to you. It's, it's, it's actually, that's true, to, uh, Terry. And over in Proverbs 10, 3 and 4, I, I love what it says about it because it says, The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. I remember as a kid, my mom always telling me, idle hands do the devil's work. And boy, was she right, because, you know, once you get our mind off of something, especially if it's in faith and you take your mind off of that, you get you go off in another direction. So I agree with this is diligence. Uh, 
you need diligence in your faith. But in Proverbs 10, 3 and 4, it really makes it real to me. You got to keep busy at it. You got to keep working at it. And then you will be successful at it. You know, it's interesting. The three of us were raised in the Midwest with that work ethic. I mean, Mm -hmm. all of our parents taught us if if you don't work hard, you're not going to go anywhere, whether it's in school, you know, whether it's in sports, whatever it is, you have to stay with it, stick to itiveness. And when we talk about our faith, I, I think it's something we work at not only every day, but hour by hour, I'm constantly having to bring my mind back to the Lord. But I always love to start my day out with reading God's Word and seeking His face early on. And Brian, you quoted uh, Proverbs over in Proverbs thirteen four. Again, we read, The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent, there's that word again, the soul mm-hmm. of the diligent yeah. shall be made fat. So when we're diligent in our faith, we're really building up our soul is what we're reading there. Mm-hmm. That, that's the first key to, to prosperity, diligence and faith. Did you want to add something, Brian? Now, I was just going to talk about how along with diligence comes wisdom, because when you're diligent in your faith, wisdom comes along because you're studying a word, you're going in and diving in every day, and depending on God, as, as, you, as you ask him to enlighten you and to give you more wisdom. And just like Solomon did, he asked for wisdom. And of course, God honored that. He said, I could have given you anything. You could ask for riches, you could ask for fame, anything, but you wanted wisdom. And so he blessed them with that. I love the way Solomon asked God. He said, what do you want? He said, give your servant an understanding heart that I may discern between Mm -hmm. good and bad. But wisdom is so important. Another key to prosperity. I mean, you think of wisdom, Terry. It's you need wisdom in every decision you make. And I think you realize that more and more when we're younger we kind of just say, oh, that that sounds like a good college to go to. That sounds like a good place to be. I mean, I know we all prayed about it, but I think that we learn as we grow older that we've got to take every decision to the Lord and seek his wisdom. Yeah, we do. And sometimes people confuse that with intelligence and intellect. And wisdom, scripturally, is not the same thing as intellect. If it was intellect, Well, if the three of us have wisdom, then that's obvious. <laughs> well, I was, was going to say, if, uh, if it came down to intellect, I'd be in serious, serious trouble. I know that. But how do we gain wisdom? And the Bible tells us in Psalm, it's a great, the very first verse in Psalm says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But here it is, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. So that's Mm. where we find our wisdom, through delighting in the Lord's law and meditating on it. And then it goes down in the third verse, and whoever does this shall prosper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A great verse. A great yeah, verse. So and, true, and then Joshua, uh, I found a verse in the Old Testament that kind of mirrors that a little bit. And it says, the book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you should meditate on it day and night observe everything according to that's written, and then you'll make your way prosperous and have good success. So it just kind of reinforced the importance of that as uh, how you grow your wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how 
uh, seeking the wisdom of Solomon is what Hezekiah did. And when you look at Second Chronicles 31, 20 and 21, it says that he did this throughout Judah, doing what was good and right and faithful before the Lord his God. And everything that he undertook in the service of God's temple and in obedience to the law and the commands, he sought his God and worked wholeheartedly. And so he prospered. There it is once again. He prospered. He was diligent. Boy. And he, he, sought, he sought wisdom. Yeah. You know, you don't realize until you study some of these things and you look from them in the Bible that these constant themes are there. These, these keys to prosperity and, and diligence in your faith and wisdom are so important. And when, when I look at Psalm 1 and that first verse that you read, Terry, I find it interesting. Blessed means, you know, happy. So the man is obviously thriving, but it says he's the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Yeah. And that, that shows action. He's walking, but if you... All of a sudden, you're walking in the council of the ungodly. The next thing you know, you're standing in the way of sinners. And then third, sitting in the seat of the scornful. You see, if you're not diligent in every one of those areas, before you know it, you're, you're kind of in, in with the wrong crowd, so to speak. Hmm. You're in with the ungodly. <laughs> That's a good insight, Dan. You really surprised me there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he dreamt it last night. <laughs> Once in a while, I, I, I can surprise these guys. Do you, you believe I put up with this? I, you know, those of you who are listening, I, I know you realize the very difficult situation I put in here. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, anything else you guys want to add on wisdom before we move on? I mean, it's I think Solomon you know, was the wisest man who ever lived. God gave him that, granted that to him. And the third key, and this is an important one, I want to spend a little time on this, is to seek righteousness. Righteousness. What do you think of when you hear the word righteousness, guys? For me, it's do the right thing. I consider it synonymous to integrity, and we have talked about integrity off and on through our morning cups of inspiration and through some other podcasts, but it's doing the right thing. And I have found over the course of life or any counsel I could ever give a younger kid, when you're ever in doubt as to what to do, stop and think what's the right thing to do and you'll never go wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And Brian, I guess that's where we we need wisdom to know what the right thing is. And that comes from being diligently drawing closer to the Lord. It's true. I was thinking of the righteous brothers myself. I thought that uh, when you said righteousness, (laughs) the blue-eyed soul. Oh, the righteous. Yes, (laughs) yes. No, but it it, it is living right. Really believe that is what what righteousness is and, and, and pleasing God. And we want to be able to please right. God. And by doing that, we do that by living right. That's true. And that, that has to be another goal that we have is to please God. In mm-hmm. Psalm uh, chapter 37, verses 25 and 26, we read, I have been young and now I'm old. Boy, that's true, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Now that right there tells us that we're always going to have enough. You know, God's going to, if we're living righteously, if we're living rightly, we're going to have enough. You know, we we may not be 
a, a millionaire or a billionaire, but we're going to have what we need. And, and I think when we talk about prosperity, I mean, there's a lot of people that are preaching a prosperity theology that God wants you wealthy and very prosperous. And I'm, you know, I, I have trouble agreeing with that when I look at the way Jesus lived and, and when, you know, he didn't even have a place to lay his head and yet he was the son of God. And, and you look at all the, I mean, Paul, he said, I've learned how to uh, be abased and I've learned how to abound. I've, I've learned to have nothing and I've learned to live with plenty. But again, it comes back to God's always going to take care of you if you live rightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't mean that you won't prosper. Right. Look at right. the king. It, it can happen, but that is all up to God. All he promises is that he'll meet your needs. Right. And if you have your needs met and you know and can be assured of it, you can rest in that and have the peace and the joy that we need as Christians. Right. How many times have we seen people that have prospered and has been gone within a year or two years? Right. Right. I mean, they they they, they were blessed. Yeah, right. lottery it's winners, true. right? It's just God knows who's going to handle what, and if He's going to bless you with what you can do, if you're blessing Him. You know, that's so true. Um, money can can take wings; it can mm-hmm. fly away, and that's why if God has blessed you. I, I feel like God has blessed me so much, and I pray every day, God, help me to use what you've given me. Help me to, first of all, you know, have that giving attitude, and that's another key, is, is giving. But you, you want to use what he's given you in the right way. And again, when we're seeking righteousness, Brian, uh, when you talk about righteousness, there's a couple of questions we can ask ourselves when we're right. faced with the situation. Just thinking of that when you were saying it, then it's true. Always ask, will this please God? That's probably one of the first things you should do. Will this please God? And I remember, again, as a kid, when my, my mom would say to me, I was a teenager, and she'd say, if you're ever in doubt, if you're doing the right thing, just think of me standing there next to you. And I go, yeah, yeah with all my buddies, you're right. This is going to work. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to think yeah. of my mom standing there. I'm going to be with my mom tonight, guys. No, you know, so yeah. wasn't yeah. going to do that. But then, and I told her that, and she goes, okay, don't think of me there. What would you do if Jesus was standing there next to you? Because, you know, he walked this earth. He was a person, too. And I went, wow, okay. That gave me something to think about. So ask yourself, is this pleasing to God? Ask yourself, is this right? Is that the right thing to do? And, again, that goes back to the righteousness, doing the right thing. Very good. All right. We ready to move on to the fourth key to prospering in many areas of your life, and that is keep God's commandments. He says, you know, if you really, truly want to follow me, if you really want to love me, you'll keep my commandments. So we, we have to look at what those, and he's not just talking about the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are very important, but there's many commandments in the Bible, right, Terry? Yeah, and, and that's obviously why we stress regularly importance of that daily Bible reading and being in the Word and having that be deep into our hearts, and, and you just mentioned it, Dan, in John 14, the 15th verse, it says, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. This is Jesus talking. You can go back into the Old Testament and find hundreds of verses on the importance of keeping the commandments. And it doesn't just mean the Ten Commandments. It means everything that God has told us to do, 
we need to do. And he, he rewards that obedience. And along those same lines, part of that uh, keeping his commandments is to fear the Lord. And we've talked about that a few times on fearing the Lord. And that doesn't mean being afraid of him. It means respecting mm-hmm. God and being in mm-hmm. awe of him. And there's verses. I I found one in Psalm 112 that says, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commands, and wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. So if we'll do that, if we'll keep his commandments, he promises to lavish us with things and to help us live in righteousness. Yeah, I found in... uh... Psalm 34, 8 through 10, it says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Then verse 9, O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. You were talking about fearing God, Mm -hmm. respecting him, awe, enough to keep his commandments. Then verse 10, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Think about that. I mean, yeah. if you're a believer and you're seeking the Lord with all your heart and you're keeping his commandments and you're, you know, diligent in your faith, you're seeking his wisdom, you're, you're going to prosper in these key areas. You'll you'll not want any good thing. I love that. So I, you know, I compare it. Uh, keeping his commandments, I compared to keeping your best friend's trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, the three of us are are such good friends, and and John too, our producer. Thanks, guys. I mean, we would never <laughs> want to break someone's trust. If one of you guys told me right. something and said, "Keep that in confidence," I would never share it. And I know you guys, we've all trusted each other with mm-hmm. with a lot of things. And if we told everything Brian's told us, boy. <laughs> Oh, he got that out before I could. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Listen, folks, we just try to throw a little humor in here. We know these podcasts can get a little dry. We're just trying to wet your whistle a little bit because you can't find this kind of humor anywhere on television, only on this podcast. Isn't it fortunate? (laughs) Our producer, John's going, yeah, it is real. <laughs> wake up, John. John, wake what, up. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is John awake? John, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Are, are you learning anything? <laughs> a few things. A few things. It's good stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> Somebody's got so, a lot of editing to do. <laughs> yes. We've covered a lot of ground. Let's talk about another key to prosperity, and that is giving. Isn't that great? A lot of people don't want to hear that because they said prosperity, I'm supposed to be getting. <laughs> but what am I supposed to be giving? But the Bible talks about that. You know, it says, given it shall be given unto you. It talks about it in Luke 6.38, and it specifically says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And what I love about that, and I don't know if people realize it, is what it's actually telling us. For an illustration, take a, a jar and put uh, put pebbles in it and then pour sand over that. And when you have that full, start pressing it down, put the cover on it, shake it up all you can, and you're going to see that sand is going down, 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 down. It's getting compressed to the bottom. And you pour more sand in there and do the same thing and, do this, hmm. and keep doing that until eventually it's running over with sand. And that's what he's talking about. I'm going to give you, by your measure, 
you giving me this bottle with this rocks and sand in it, and I'm going to press it down. I'm going to shake it until it's running over, and that's what I'm going to be blessing you with. And that's what it means to give. And when you give him wholeheartedly like that, he's going to bless you and prosper you in that way. Well said, B, well said. And it's so the, the confusing thing about what you just shared is that it's so counterintuitive <laughs> to our human mm-hmm. nature. And uh, I don't want to use a too big a word, but it's an oxymoron. And you guys can look that up later. How do you spell that? And see what that means. It's uh, Brian, it means you have more oxes. (laughs) Ah, okay. (laughs) But it's so true that God's principle is there. I mean, if you give, it'll be given to you. And Mm -hmm. and that's part of why he asks us to tithe. You give 10% to him, and he'll more than surpass the 90% you have left. So it's a great principle. Yeah. And I always heard you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And when you think of it, it's true. You can buy anybody a present, but if you love someone, you have to give to them. And um, uh, that's a principle. Boy, we're running out of time (laughs) so fast here. Give. um, You know, I think that's the key to, you know, prospering in so many ways. But the next key is growing your faith. And it's it's similar to our first point, being diligent. But in growing your faith, you need to spend time praying, reading the Bible, going to church, but you've got to stay in the Word. And, and Terry, I like what you said one time. You said, if you want to know, uh, you want to hear God's voice, read the Bible out loud. That's right. He, he speaks to us through His Word, doesn't He? Yep. Yep, the audible voice can be read because yeah, his word yeah. is truly his voice. That's for sure. But you know, guys, we really be, should be seeking God first thing in the morning, just like you said, Dan, because mm-hmm. early in the morning I will seek your face, Psalm 63, 1. It goes right there yes. to tell us when yes. David was in the desert of Judah and he was in there and he said, you, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole body longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. He was physically without water, too. And it was hot and he had no water. He was parched. But instead of concentrating on that, he concentrated on God, on seeking him. Wow. And God blessed him because of that. And yeah. that's what growing his faith did. Look, how he got him out of there. I mean, he grows your faith by you taking that first step and seeking him. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that we should be doing all of our lives. And, I, you know, we've all made mistakes, but I look back and I, I see so much time I wasted on things that weren't important. And growing our faith is, is so key. And that's why we say finish strong. Um, Terry, our last key to prosperity in all areas of our life is to use what we have for God. And I know you talk about that. Use what's in your hand. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're doing all these things that we've just listed, these six things, which are all moving toward the byproduct of prosperity. And so when he blesses us with it, mm-hmm. we need to turn around and use it. And there's so many great examples. I know we're out of time, but you think about Moses. What God say? What's in your hand? Mm-hmm. And he had a staff. God used the staff because that's all Moses had. Then you look at the little boy back uh, back in the New Testament who had the loaves and fishes. Mm-hmm. Look what God did with those. <laughs> yep. He used what the little boy had, and the little boy was willing to give them. I'll guarantee there were other people that had some fish and food, but they didn't offer it to, to Jesus. 
And Jesus can only use what you offer him. Hmm. So true. I know we're, we might go just a little bit longer on this episode than our usual 25 minutes. Not, not too long, but, you know, I think that that's such a good point. And we need to, when I look at using what you have, I, I try to look at the talents that I feel that God has given me, the areas that I am strong in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and we're using one of them today. We're, we're speaking, we're writing, we're producing these things and we're trying to do it to God's glory. And I know he has honored us for doing that already uh, with fearless faith. And um, so we, we always like to conclude by how do we finish strong with the topics we've discussed? How do we finish strong by prospering in our faith? Nothing is more important than our relationship with God. Guys, I think through it all, when we talk about diligence, seeking God's wisdom, seeking righteousness, keeping his commandments, giving, growing your faith, using what you have for God. It's all about making God number one in your life. Absolutely. Do you agree? That's the key. That's the key. Mm -hmm. And when we truly put him first with these seven keys, he will prosper us. And maybe not, uh, maybe you won't be a billionaire, but you'll always have enough. And you can know that. You can trust God. I've heard so many stories of miracles where people were down to their last few dollars and they said, God, I've been faithful and miraculously something would show up, food or money or whatever. So remember the righteous who delights in the law of the Lord, as we read earlier in Psalm 1, the Lord shall make you like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit and fruit is prosperity, prospering in your marriage, your job, your finances, and in your evangelism and in your ministry. God has something to do for you. Well, it's been another great discussion, guys. And uh, I hope uh, John Matarazzo, I guess we should remind people, we haven't Ask for ratings for a while, but they can actually rate this podcast and help us out, right? Yeah, so if you go down to the bottom of the Apple Podcast app and scroll down, then you'll be able to actually give a five-star review. We really appreciate those. And then you can actually write a review and actually put words and explain what it is that you like about this podcast. And we really appreciate that. And Mm -hmm. once in a while, we actually like to read those on the podcast, and we hope to hear yours there soon. We do read those reviews on during the podcast once in a while, so it's great. But uh, another good discussion, Seven Keys to Prosperity. This is one of those podcasts you might want to listen to a second time and, and write them all down and put them into action. It's been great being with you guys, and we so appreciate you who are listening to Finish Strong. We'll, we hope you'll join us on the next edition. God bless. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.